0: What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with DJ Flex over Zoom video. DJ Flex was born in Newark, New Jersey, and talks about how he got into music. His father uh, was a videographer, he used to film a bunch of weddings and DJ Flex would go with his dad to help him out and he was always just so intrigued by the DJ and he wanted to know how these guys were mixing songs together so he went online and started to really study you know DJing and mixing this led to him doing some odd jobs to make enough money to buy his own controller he talked about how he was able to kind of build a name for himself in the the DJ space in his hometown which then led to all in New Jersey and then down to New York and obviously worldwide Sense DJ Flex also talked about the way he was able to build his massive social media following, his huge YouTube numbers. And we also hear all about his brand new song. The first song that he's put out where he's done everything, wrote the lyrics, everything is called Sexy. And he talks about an album coming out early 2024. You can watch the interview with DJ Flex on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, please rate us, review us. It helps immensely. We would love that as well. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with DJ Flex. DJ Flex, how are you, my friend?
1: going on, my guy? I'm doing good.
0: How about you? I'm doing great. Uh, Getting everything sorted for the the holidays. We
1: got family. We got everybody coming in. I don't know about you, but... Uh,
0: We're actually... uh, I'm from San Diego, and we moved about two, almost three years ago now, to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, But my sister and my brother-in-law and uh, my... Well, my sister and her husband, and then my wife's brother and their new baby, and th- his wife, and my parents all still live in San Diego. And our family and my wife's parents moved out here to Tennessee with us. Uh, but we're all driving to San Diego on Sunday.
1: I mean, family road trip is kind of interesting. So I'm
0: good. yeah, it's going to be me, my wife, our two kids, our dog, and my in-laws driving. Wow. Four days <laughs> to California. Wow, wow, wow. Well, it's something, you
1: know, that you guys can share over the holidays and a little experience
0: type of thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see everybody. But um, I appreciate you taking time to, to do this. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I got you. No problem. We'll yeah.
0: Um, well, this is about you and uh, your journey in music. And we'll talk about uh, the new record you put out and everything you have coming up with uh, Sexy. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, first off, I, I read you're from Jersey, right? Newark, Jersey. It, but were you born and raised
1: there? Yes, I was born and raised in New Jersey uh, in a city called Newark. But I was raised mostly between Newark and East Orange, which is right next you know, right next to each other. Newark's, okay. Um, in Orange also. But for the most part, I uh, grew up in Newark, grew up in East Orange, lived there my whole life, basically. Uh, my cultural background, though, is from Ghana. West Africa, so I kind of had like the best of both worlds, like you know the teachings of my parents telling me live like this, eat like this. You know, I I basically ate like all African food, no Whoa. French, fries, no McDonald's until like maybe like middle school. I will sneak out and go get some type of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: when you <laughs> had a few bucks of your own, you <laughs> go get a burger.
1: Chores, you get a dollar here, or two type of thing. You know, I'll go sneak, and go get fries fries, something like that.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. Wow, uh, did you ever go back and visit?
1: Um, yes, I did go back and visit like uh, a few years back. It's been a long time though. Okay, but it, uh, family, you know, death in the family, usually that's what um, causes everybody to come together, type of thing. But yeah,
0: 100 percent
1: uh, business and enjoyment I haven't been a while since I went for that purpose, you know. Yeah,
0: sure. Not- so, your both parents are from Ghana. Did they uh come here? to. The- are you the first born in the U.S.? I
1: am the first born. Yeah, both of my parents from Ghana, both raised, uh, everything in Ghana. My dad went from Ghana to Canada, then ended up in the United States. And my mom came straight from Ghana to the United States. And they met each other over here. And, you know, I was the first guy that came out.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. That's wild. So they didn't meet in Ghana and then move to the States. It was they met wow. in the States after they had both. Yeah. Well, your dad went to Canada and then the States and your mom came here or to the States. Wow, Wait, that's, that's wild. Yeah.
1: With their families though i feel like donna's you know like they said the world is small like donna yeah. for them a lot of their friends that they met over here kind of already knew of each other back home so they went to school with each other and all types of things like high school and they meet each other here and it will be like oh you're you know you're connected with my my friend that i went to high school with so it was like a lot of similarities that kind of brought them together like in terms of groups and like you know, yeah
0: Wow, what that's wild. The world is so small. I mean, to think about uh both your parents coming all the way from Ghana and then meeting in the United States. Like I mean, happen to know, you know, backgrounds on each other. Like that's so wild.
1: Always questioned them. I'll be like, yo, bro, like, so how is it? Like how did you first see it? Were you like, oh, she was attractive? And they just started laughing. And I'm just like, like, tell me the story. I wanna know. You know what I mean? So I think uh they met here at a restaurant, something like that. So when I hear the story, I'm like, okay, I get it. Because I'm older now, so I kind of get the gist a little bit, you know. You know yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But then it's like, you know, for me being first generation here, you know, listening to how they grew up, um, I just feel like I'm definitely connected through that way. And uh-huh. I'm also connected through, like, you know, just growing up in Newark, you know, seeing the environment as a, a child, like legit, like walking around the streets, hanging out with friends that come from that culture. So I feel like I have both in, in both.
0: That's awesome, that is awesome. What about music? How did you uh first get into music?
1: All right, so for music um you see it was kind of weird so music my interest in music came from me going out with my dad uh oh, so my wow. dad was video, he was a videographer, very known in like um in terms of his uh city uh tri-state area, so he would shoot a lot of like weddings. Uh, parties, funerals. Funerals are big in Ghana culture. Like, it's kind of like Real, day, to like to film
0: it. Wow.
1: Yeah, to film it. You know, to film it is it's very like you know raw, but like um in terms of like how they do it, the stages. Of course, you got the viewing, which is only for certain people. But sure. then they have like a celebration where like everybody comes together. You know, donate and just kind of like help them. Uh, the burial process type of thing before they do it here or in Ghana, uh, wherever they you know wherever they're doing that. But my dad had a lot of experience just, like, moving out through the world. And I would always ask, hey, daddy, can I come with you? And they'd be like, ah, all right, come on, come, come with me. I'll carry his bag and, you know, help him unload everything, hook it up. And, of course, you know, my dad was the video guy, but I was always looking at the DJ, like, yo, bro, like, these are my two favorite songs, my two favorite African songs. How are you kind of, like, putting that together? You know what right. I mean? It just became, like, a, like a science thing for me, like, how is he doing it? So me being just a kid, I would just go to Google for all the answers. Like, you know, how do you mix two beats together? How do you, uh, you know, like little silly questions, which is just like my first initial, you know, step towards like wanting to know what is this? And yeah, that's really how the interest of like, you know, becoming a musician or becoming an artist or producer kind of just initially started for sure. Oh,
0: yeah, I-, I find it fascinating with, you know, your type of music and as far as like more electronic is like you have like if somebody's like a guitar player drummer or whatever they there's kind of a different route it's like you can get lessons or you know for some from somebody but i feel like i'm sure there are lessons now but you know 15 20 years ago you would have to probably find stuff online like how do i mix beats together like how do i do this because there wasn't really a probably a guy down the road that knows how to play guitar and he could show you some chords and knows yeah. how to play piano that could just teach you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did try to learn from the church because my family was having the in church. Okay. But uh, I think what happened was it's just like scheduling with, you know, the drummer. Because usually everybody's off on Saturdays and Sundays and it was just like scheduling. So I've never really right. moved. Like, Let's say if you were paying somebody to do what you're paying for their time, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with people that don't necessarily have, sometimes they don't have citizenships or anything like that, so it's like the work schedule is always crazy put on, and their only day that we get off is Saturday to relax, Sunday to praise the Lord, and go back into it again type of thing. Right. So I had like maybe like one or two fake drum lessons or something like that, they were trying to teach me how to play the organ, but I never got onto it. The most I've learned ever when it comes to keys or anything was like high school, so we had to take it as a requirement music class type of thing.
0: Oh wow, so you got to take like a music theory class in high school
1: yeah i wouldn't I wouldn't put too much emphasis on that, but it was just like okay. you know like we were all just being a part of you know the, the classroom learning the uh the jingle bells or performing in front of like, you know the school and stuff like that little
0: okay stuff. very cool and as far as like I and mean, it sounds like you were really fascinated by obviously the dj and and how to mix these songs together and when do you like do you just start you download like Ableton or something on the computer or like how how do you kind of start really trying to figure out how, how that all works?
1: Yeah. So I would say like um, at a very young age, I took on to uh, the actual name DJ Flex. You know, when I really figured out how to do it, because I was telling you, I was searching all over. I was downloading all types of programs. I came by certain names. I, didn't, I wasn't too familiar with the software. I was just too hard. Let me, let me try another software. Eventually, I know I came across um, Virtual DJ. Mm, and okay. that's where I kind of like started to understand because I didn't have equipment to like, you know, I was always like seeing the equipment and I would download the pictures from like the internet and put it as my like, screensaver. You know, I was just really like overly fascinated about it. Like things that kids do like, yo, like I like this car, this Ferrari. I'm going to put it as my screensaver Right, thing. 100%. <laughs> DJs, was my, my screensaver, my laptop screensaver, so uh, eventually, I got into learning how to use virtual DJ and just creating like my own hot cues and like learning how to remap it, all types of stuff. I was just doing a lot of like things that I know would make my job easier DJing with uh-huh. a laptop. So I started off DJing from the laptop. Um, ended up eventually, uh, I learned how to uh, jailbreak iPhones and do all types of cool stuff, like customize them. So I had like uh, different back. Uh, I think it was like iPhone 4 at the time like different um, colors of the back so I'll tell people I can customize the back of your phone for like you know, $10, $20 and they'll give it to me, I'll change it I'll fix people's screens but I'll tell them, fair warning, listen, if I break the phone you know, hey, I, I don't have you know, no control over this, I would prepare my own screen but I can do it for you too for like 30 bucks instead of you paying $100 for it so then eventually doing a lot of those gathered me up some cash I got enough money, went to my dad, like, yo bro, like I need this new mark mix stick. you know i need it it's like a hundred thousand dollars can, can i give you the money you put in your car he's like where did you get this money from i was like yeah i just drove with a couple of phones and stuff like that he's just looking i've <laughs> been like all right i'll do it so that was really like my initial like first start like just messing around with the iPhones, fixing like computers here and there and just trying to gather up some money and just you know buy my first controller type of thing
0: Wow, and then so you get the controller, and it was just like, okay, now I'm going to really... Now
1: I could really, like, you know, I, of course, I want to still continue my little, you know, my school side hustle thing. You know, other oh, of course. <laughs> and, and all this other stuff. I feel like I couldn't get in trouble, because you'll get in trouble for selling candy, obviously. But if you were jail-breaking, I feel like... Yeah, it. like, I'm just fixing I, I, somebody's phone. Yeah, two seconds. Two <laughs> seconds. Still that's it.
0: Oh, that's so funny. And then, uh, this was in high school, you say?
1: yes that's high school early like in middle school going to high school
0: sure. okay yeah and once you get the the controller do you start like you know trying to hit up friends that are having like parties and stuff to like, see if you can dj them or like when did you start yeah, doing that I,
1: I did a lot of um house parties those are my favorites so i did a lot of house parties i did a couple of um venues too with that same um new mix you know mix that eventually what i had to do was i knew i was going to upgrade so what I did was I bought a bigger uh, case for the um, mix deck, but inside of it was a, a Newmark, It's a regular Newmark mix deck, but people would look at it in a way like, "Oh, damn, the setup is so professional." But when they come behind, it's like, "What's that?" You know what I mean? Oh, you
0: just have the little yeah. thing in there. <laughs> well, I mean, I think
1: it worked for for the time being. It hundred well, percent. Yeah, it made sense, and I eventually upgraded to a older SX, SX something like that. So like okay. it was just like you know, just grinding, 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 grinding doing a couple of gigs here. Uh, Sweet 16s, a um, couple of maybe like a, a teenage party club type of thing that we could do. Like, we'll you know, like, the promoters and allow us to use the venue. So then we'll sell the tickets through like um, Eventbrite or through the streets. We'll just send people out to like go to different high schools at the end of the day and sell them for $10. You know, $10 a ticket, $5 a ticket, early bird type of thing. Ladies in for free for like nine type of thing. Yeah. You know, okay. just- like the marketing
0: type of thing we saw it happening like the older guys were doing it so we just took on to it and did it ourselves yeah and you have to kind of like i mean when it comes to djing you really have to make a name for yourself right to get people That's to be like oh you know we want to get dj flex because he plays the best music or whatever for this party yes. instead of being like if you were in a band or whatever then it's okay we know this band's sound like we can put them on the bill with these people with i feel like with djing you have like a significant it's a different role i mean you have to keep the party going you know what i mean like you got to feel the crowd out and like you play a record that starts to flop or people are going to get a drink then it's like okay i gotta change this up
1: so it's like you are reading the energy but you know what really benefited me in that situation was um being able to make the music you know like um you know creating the bootlegs that was like the hottest in the city like in the in a way where it was just like yo because a lot of the teams were like dancers. Mm-hmm. And people that were involved were like promoters, dance dance crews, and just DJs or musicians in a So any DJ that came that played at the party had a catalog of music that kind of maybe was circling around, you know, maybe popular in Newark but not too popular in East Orange or something like that, or popular all over statewide. So um, that was my like thing. I also I always made a lot of partnerships with like dancers. I would always tell them like, hey you know, if you guys come to this party, I get all y'all in for free, plus five more people. You know, just making, like, deals where I know, like, yo, these guys are the, like, it's like a circus. Like, these guys are going to entertain for sure. Play the music, they're going to get it going. And people are going to, like, get influenced by the most popular dancers, you know, in the city type of thing. So that was the the idea I had behind it, you know, just kind of, like, making it, like, a movement together. Because, you know, without anybody on your side, you kind of just, like, you know I mean? so,
0: right yeah. you got oh to- wow that's really fascinating i've never heard uh, i've had uh, a number of uh, pe- people in this uh you know genre on and i've yeah. never heard anyone talk about that like i mean yeah. that's brilliant to get you know you're going to bring people that are the best dancers so you know there's going to be you know people actually moving along to the songs and they're going to be really good right and then it's going to influence like oh wow damn like yeah okay i'll get out there and yep. then it's just the parties just like you said off the energy of that yep. then you're going to build the room
1: yep. especially because we just called it like hosting like you know we'll give you the chance to host a party like if you come through with your team your team can host this event and on top of it it's attached to a dj that may have the most viral pop-locking song that's going on in jersey club right now or the most viral woody bounce song that's going on in jersey club so it's like it was always a mutual two-way street type of thing you know we always
0: help each other in that in that fashion yeah and when do you start like uh putting your own songs together and putting those out were you or were you making your own songs at that point i guess i'm kind of confused in the genre when it comes to like you'll get a song from an artist or a bootleg of a song and then you'll remix it in a way that people will be like oh damn like i want to go hear this remix." yeah
1: yeah yeah. so that was really initial agenda in the very beginning like you know i would definitely have the mind of listening to like maybe uh my, my most memorable remix was uh dj khaled up one, and that was like the first time i received 100 downloads on soundcloud and i was like yes oh it, it, wow it, you know what i mean like because it was like you know for me it was just like you know, i was able to flip it in such a way where people really bought onto it so being able to get 100 downloads at the time was very like like, dude, oh, yeah, that's
0: massive. I
1: mean, yeah, like, it's mind-blowing. Even getting 100 plays was, like, a thing. But now it's just, like, I, as I reached these, like, you know, little goals for myself, I looked at it on the biggest scale every single time. So, locally, I knew that when I dropped, people were definitely listening. The dancers probably automatically took on to the song because they probably seen, you know, the most popular dancer, Tommy, or whoever, like, catch on to it before they caught on to it. So, I just became a household name in the Jersey Club field, like, and it was just like, yo, I'm listening to this guy's music as his, as his creative. He adds the gunshots where I want him to be, where I can take a break or something like that. I was always thinking of, like, how can I construct this in a way where anybody can dance to it, from the professionals to the people that's just trying to get into it, type of thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Really I good. love that you, like, really break down the song. I mean, it sounds like you did that from the very beginning. It was like, what's the science behind this? Like, how yeah, do I yeah, mix yeah, these yeah, new yeah. songs together, right? There's like this like logical like mindset it's almost like an equation i I always
1: ask myself like yo bro how did you get here and i'm like yo it's definitely like you know the logical scientific you know approach to it but it's like at the same time i felt like um sometimes a little bit of doubt you know people definitely didn't see where i was coming from Uh in terms of like how i wanted to build the sound or what i wanted to do with jersey club so when i did it i always made sure you know, this is a flex beat, like, for sure. I add my tag, I'll add, like, my notorious type of breakdowns where I knew I had my own sound, where nobody couldn't really, like, take it, you know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, was, they that knew was, that it was
0: you. It wasn't, like, a question.
1: Yep, yep. And they knew where to go. Everything was on SoundCloud. That was where all the remixes were at. Uh, YouTube then became a thing later on when SoundCloud started, like, blocking it because, of you no know, copyright and everything like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah songs got that big like before I never had that problem because it was like a city thing but once it started going from a city thing to like a New Jersey and New York and everybody's kind of like tapping into the sound a little bit it definitely became like I will upload a song go to sleep wake up the song is gone you know copyrighted by the label but it was okay though because I felt like I'm being heard you know I'm being seen. Yeah, people
0: are noticing I- right <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, like, was dope? at first I was like well wait what I asked them, like, who sent the operate? It was, like, someone
0: from Sony. I'm like, really? <laughs> They're like, damn, they, they know uh, who I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> type of thing. It was just, you
1: know, it was experience, like
0: though, for sure. Wow. And when do you, like, I mean, it sounds like it, it built, you, you know, went to your town and then to Jersey and then to New York. And, like, is this, like, slowly building over years? And, like, when, uh, what would you say kind of, like, the next, like moment was, I mean, it sounds like, you know, getting a hundred downloads was huge. Yeah. Right. And then it's yeah. like, when's the next moment? Like, okay, this is really working. Like, this is definitely something that I, I I can't stop. I need to do this forever.
1: I think it was just like small settled moments that like, sometimes it's not necessarily the numbers, you know what I'm saying? It right. Too much. It was just like, for me, when I was doing, it, my parents weren't a hundred percent on board with me, focusing on music it was always, always junior focus on your books oh
0: always, yeah
1: you know, <laughs> like, bet, you know right? very, like you know it was very like yeah i felt it early on and then i like, even got into it and went to college i felt it even more because i tried to make a decision of like going the music route you know for college and stuff and it was like, no i'm not going to give you my uh my tax returns and all this stuff for you to go do this and this and that but like you know early on as a as as I was growing into, like, you know, my young adult stage, um, I made a lot of music that was even geared towards, like, the, the college crowd. So, like, a lot of my music that I make is always geared towards a crowd. And I was just, you know, kind of not, 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 like, feigning to understand the college crowd, but I wanted my music to reach that level where, like, this young dude is catching the, vibe, you know, the viral tracks and you know, they're being played in in the uh 18 plus parties you know what i mean it, it wasn't nothing about like you know 17 below so i remember uh i think it was hurricane sandy and, okay uh, yeah yeah we were all in line and i was in the, uh holding the gas the gas tank with my dad i think we had to, everybody was in line we trying to get gas out of nowhere i see these uh college students pull up in their um in their car i don't know what car it was but there was a mix from a dj called dj cali cow Cal, which was like the big college dj out in, you know, in our area. He worked with mm-hmm. a lot. of did from Cop 97, you know, just, like, really exposed into the college, you know, the college field. And I heard them bumping my, my my song, that part of the mix. And they played it back again because they were, like, just turning up. And I'm just like, yo, daddy, that's my song right there. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I was just looking at them. and I'm like, yo, they're having fun. Like, this is crazy. Like, this was, like, those were the things that just kept me, like, go, go, keep going. Like, you're doing the right thing. All the signs of the world, like the algorithm of the world, is just showing you that whatever you're doing is like, it's good. It's working for these five people right here turning up at the gas station. So you know, yeah, it, that's
0: amazing. So,
1: yeah, that's how right? you're
0: happen to be there. It's like hey, if you heard your song on the radio for the first time, like, oh my Word. gosh, like this is crazy.
1: Word. Word. So even stuff like that, hearing like remixes on the radio for the first time, like my mom in the car, you know, I'm like, Yo, this is my song I did to, you know, this remix. So cool. I sent it to this DJ and they playing it. And they were like, oh, wow, you know, like very fascinated about it, but still, you know, on the, I like this, but focus on this type of thing, you know, that's how it was for me. But I definitely took on to it, you know, for me, personal goals locally, uh, internationally, uh, definitely saw people like, you know, dancing in different countries that I've never heard of before, never been yeah, to. Yeah, that's
0: crazy. Yeah, especially with the internet, right? You go yeah. on and there's some, yes. a country you've never been to and you your song could be like massive there, right? Yes. I mean, it's crazy. Yes.
1: It was always like a thing for me, like, I want to see people dance, I want to see people have fun, and the music, I just kept dropping it, I would always, you know, blend my culture, like, you know, the, uh, the Afro Beast into the Jersey Club also, and just try to, like, maneuver in terms of, like, being original, and it would just somehow go viral on Facebook, or maybe, if it's not viral on Instagram, it's viral on Facebook, if it wasn't viral on Facebook, it was viral on Vine, type of thing, so it was always something I was trying to, like, strategize, team up with different influencers, and
0: just make it happen type okay it's yeah because you have a massive following on the internet I mean yeah. like your YouTube is crazy subscribers your Instagram and uh was that that must have been a big part of getting your name out there right it's just having yeah. people on the on online sharing what you're doing
1: yeah you know I definitely used to like do um a lot of I know when I had the attention I would definitely make it a trade-off sometimes where it's like yo if you want to download this song now follow me you have to follow me in order to download the song so I was doing a lot of that like where people would download the song they'd subscribe to me first and follow me in SoundCloud then they got a free copy of the bootleg remix that I did type of thing so that was a lot of um, that's smart yeah I mean it was just things I had to do to like you know make sure I gained the audience and when people see numbers obviously they automatically go on board with whatever you got going on you know what I mean so
0: yeah. It has this sense of like legitimate, you yeah, know, it's a legit, you're legit, but not only that, but it's like, oh, well, everyone else, like all these people think like yeah. this. Not that it's not good because you can get that. Like people will come there and then be like, oh, you know, unsubscribe or, you know, yeah. or whatever. It's like when people have the viral song on TikTok, there's either a lot of people that will go leave the app, go to Spotify, stream the song but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to listen to anything else that you've ever done and like your numbers are all you know yeah seven was, million uh, two million five you know what i mean it's I, I, not like,
1: think, I don't know i only think the lord himself for just even just allowing me to think the way i was thinking because i will always be like yo i want to funk in this nah i don't want to funk in this i want i want a uh, pure afro beats but like like afro turned up vibes like like, it's something called legwork, like, you know, legwork energy, like, just up and up and going. Like, it doesn't even stop. And I'll also, like, sometimes I'm with the timing of the song, like a minute and maybe 40 seconds will give it replay value, stuff like that. It was just kind of, like, my, like, go-to and, like, how I felt, like, I've been doing it throughout the years, just kind of, like, adding more knowledge to it as I've, like, seen it happening. It wasn't hard to get $100 no more. You know, I just definitely would just blast people on Facebook, I had like 4,000 friends cursing me out on Facebook every every night after homework, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, this is a crazy, <laughs> really crazy time, but it was fun,
0: though. <laughs> yeah. I watched your Boiler Room set on uh, YouTube. That was really cool.
1: Oh, yeah. That was dope, too. That was I mean, cool. that was a
0: handful of years ago. I think it was like like yeah. five or six years ago.
1: Yes, it was. Yep, yep. That was like that's... my first time in L.A. Oh, no, like, really? Yes. You know what I mean? This, this is where I feel like the music has its value because it can show you so much more than what you see with your own eyes and what I've been waking up to every single morning, you know, certain people on the block, certain people, you know, talking to me, certain type of uh, influences, you know what I mean? So I just became my own person. I just went out there. I took a leap on my own, you know, faith. And just was like, at first, it was definitely something that I was looking into as like a little bit like, oh, shoot, like, it's a little bit like something new, something nerve-wracking. But when I got there legit everybody loved my energy i loved how you know i just you know came to do the job i was focused they wanted me to do more things and i just felt like real good just being in that environment and being able to take my my sound of like what i was doing with the computer to now in front of people in la we're, we're turning up in the backyard you know what i mean so that's it was it was it was, dope. It was definitely dope
0: yeah that's amazing yeah i love that i watched the whole thing it's really cool like just like the vibe of the whole thing and you just, you just on the working, like all the buttons, like, see, I'm, I'm so ignorant to like how it all works. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's like so cool. I, I love watching it. And like, I've seen a lot of big DJs and like it, it's, it blows my mind. And it's just so cool to just having that, you know, yeah. the tech of being up there. doing yeah. it.
1: It's practice, man. Because like, sometimes you, you have to sit there for like, what they don't show you, excuse me, when they sit there for like, maybe like an old day. You know practicing just for fun it was just mm-hmm. one of those things where like i was sometimes i would practice and practice and practice and practice for hours you know because that was like my own single focus on just like trying to become the best mixer the best tr- transition that people never heard before i had mm-hmm. the best sirens. you know anything that just kind of made it more fun i used to have the uh <laughs> i used to have the broad button on my on my, uh, my effect pad you know just to be like you know kind of like in the in the young generation also just kinda of keeping it professional too. So like it was yeah. just like fun. You had the control type of thing. You control the crowd, you control how they move with the percussions and all those type of different things that
0: just came into play. Yeah. I, I mean I come I was on the terrestrial radio for a lot of years on programmed stations and stuff. And in San Diego it was like I, I loved like, you know, the figuring out the how the order of the songs are gonna go and then like oh. you said, like mixing the next how is this tale of this song going to go into the next one? Or do you need to put a piece of production there to split it up? But, um, you know, I did radio in San Francisco and San Diego, and those are two totally different markets. And I know as a DJ, you're going all over the world and all over the country. And you must have to really, if you're in Atlanta versus in Jersey versus in LA, you probably have to cater your set list a little bit different to each crowd. Right.
1: That is very much true. I feel like, um, Although I did know that like everybody had a different sound, you know, like I feel like there's there is a way to bring everyone together. You know, Mm. all you have to do is take that take that one thing that everybody can share. Like, I heard these type of class before. I know this is like this type of flow, but it brings at least two cultures together, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Then vowel, although it's kind of like in the, you know, a little bit on this side and they pertain more to like the, the Dominicans or something like that, but you know, Valley Funk kind of has the same type of elements where we could mix it together. It's just about how you do it, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. how you catch everybody's attention type of thing. So that was my, like, you know, uh, on that set, that was like something I was trying to do, like just really cater to the crowd and just understand, like, oh, they're rocking with this out here. I'll talk to other DJs also, with my mm-hmm. friends, or like other influencers that were in the area, uh, study their type of music, study the style of music that they're dancing to, and just, you know, make it happen. That's yeah. That's it.
0: Very very cool. Um, I, I'm sorry to hear about about your dad. I did read your your bio, and um, so it sounds like, I mean, I don't know if you mind talking about it. Like your 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 father had a stroke, and you kind of have you 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 took care of him, right? So you did you yeah. put music to the side, or were you using that time to like just put your like uh, when you weren't you know having when you weren't with him, you were what creating music and just putting it up online, and is that where you're building your your internet presence or can so like you tell me about that, that time?
1: Yeah, at that very time, it was a very uh, confusing time, you know. When that happened, I didn't really know like the magnitude of like this, you know, him being disabled. You know, the guy yeah. that's really running everything in the house, that's doing everything, that's providing for us.
0: Like He's working two jobs, right? That. I mean, doing oh, yeah, so much. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like he was never like, at times he was really never home because he was like, you know, if he come home, you probably think he's out, but he's in the room trying to catch some sleep for hours and then get back up, take us up, take us to school. You know what I mean? So at that time, um, I definitely continue to like uh, just use all the knowledge I knew in terms of making money. I was mm-hmm. working a job at Funplex um, in New Jersey, East Rutherford. It's like amusement indoor amusement park. Oh, um, cool. And that's, you know, work and just try to help assist with the building the house 100%. Uh, while I was also in high school and going to college. Uh, definitely doing a lot of gigs you know every friday saturday sunday was definitely packed up um i was younger at the time so he even had to put a wristband on me to show like hey no alcohol for this guy right here you know (laughs) you know i was definitely just on the road like trying to like make it make sense you know because i didn't want to like let my family feel like everything was going to go down because he wasn't in power um, I was definitely still in school, went to college, did everything. I made sure that my dad was clean. Like It was like, in a way, taking care of a kid. I know my dad did it for me, but it was yeah. like, I had to make sure he was groomed, shaved, all over, you know, things. Just real personal, but like, you know, it was really like an eye-opener for me. And I also wanted to show my appreciation to my dad for just everything that he provided for me, just going to whatever age he was able to take care of me too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I made it happen i just had to hustle in a way you know put the grind in and that's when i really just took focus on like uploading my music onto spotify and apple music that's when i kind of took that leap of faith to get the music on the streaming platform so it could just be more like consistent versus mm, sure. you know dealing with personalities and people that promise you hey i'm going to pay you this day and this didn't pay you know so now you're dealing with x y, and Z type of thing I actually got into a bad car accident and that's what kind of kicked it off because I didn't have no car to go to work. So oh my gosh I, Yeah, so I was I was definitely uh after dropping my sister like, you know I I had to drop my brother and sister off at school. Yeah. Dropped them off at school and I, I it wasn't my fault. Someone crossed the red like whatever accidents happened, lost the car totally. Um then I had no car, in a way jobless, you know what I'm saying? Like for a little bit I was doing the Ubering thing and my friends were taking me but it was just too much confusing so I just kind of like had viral songs out there already and I just had to make it work you know in any way I could to just get the content id from it or get the uh, the music going on spotify hitting up certain people's leveraging whatever money I had to like pay influencers to you know make it happen on the social platforms and just make it work and then I had songs just going the YouTube was going, the streaming was going, so it just eventually all caught up with me, and I was able to like maintain going to school. I got my um bachelor's in uh business admin, uh, wow. concentration in it, taking care of my dad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, also like just handling things in the house, and you know, I, I became the dad in a way, so yeah. That's oh my just really cool. yeah,
0: um, and then yeah, and then COVID happens, and it, it just gets worse from there, but um. And we're, during that time, where you just, it was that, because it sounds like you were ahead of kind of that internet boom in a way where you kind of already had something going on online and, and on social media before everyone was stuck inside trying to do what you had already kind of built for yourself.
1: Yeah, because I felt like, um, especially with, like, where TikTok is now today, I had a lot of friends that thought music was corny. I'm like, yo, bro, they're bugging. Like, yo, this is, this is it, like. You know, what I mean, like it was kind of weird. It was like they were doing all of the fast motion stuff. But I felt like that's that was the next thing. Like short form content, like it was only yeah. seconds of like, 15, I mean, 15 seconds of the best part of the song to go viral and musically and you were good. You know, what I mean, like pretty much everybody would be looking for the song. And if you had it on one piece on a uh, on YouTube, YouTube channel and you put at the end, I have some of my YouTube channel um, videos to check subscribe to my channel.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. Strong. Yeah. I mean all the biggest YouTubers still do that, that have like yeah, 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 yeah. ten million followers or whatever.
1: So that's what I was really doing, just kind of like working the internet the same way how I was working like, you know, relationships in local areas. I just kind of took it to the to the internet, uh, with certain influences. So as they grew, I still had that tie-in with them. At least huh. when I when I sent it to the email, there was a roll of a dice where I probably would get picked to, you know, for their next content piece type of thing.
0: Yeah. Dope wow.
1: that everybody else would follow to. And it would just probably go on a bigger scale. And of course, music is like, a, once you know the song, they're going to keep coming back. You know what yep. I, mean? I love that. It was just like, it was dope to just see, you know, my whole plan, what I thought in my head, you know, come out into reality.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you were doing things and people were like, I don't know if this is going to work. And you're like, trust yeah, I heard a me, lot just of watch. <laughs> you know, just wait. <laughs> um. And so I want to talk to you before I let you go. I want to talk to you about this new song that you just put out. Sexy. Oh, yeah,
1: Sexy. Yeah. Sexy. Is I love it, man. Vibe. I was just yeah. listening
0: to it this morning.
1: Thank you. Man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Sexy is a vibe. Like I feel like sexy. um, Just like as I grew from, you know, making the remixes and, you know, having that bootleg type of mindset to kind of bringing it to a very original, you know, no problems, no takedowns, no copyrights type of thing. It was just like, <laughs> It was, it was big for me, personally, because I just had to learn how to do it. And the learning process is really what I really cherish the most. You know, the, the creative process is, is very much different for every step of the way. Like, when I used to make beats for artists, and I would wonder, like, yo, why did no one take this beat? Then it took this beat. It's just sometimes it's a feeling that you provided to this production that made them feel a way to then lay the vocals on top of it. So, you know, when I, when I heard Sexy, I knew Sexy was definitely giving me, like, that DJ Flex remixing type of vibe. And I liked it. It was a beat. It was for the parties. You know, I knew people, as soon as you hit the play button on that, your head is definitely on Bob. You know Yeah.
0: 100 I mean, <laughs> You can't deny
1: the energy. It's high frequency. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, when I wrote the lyrics out, I definitely was focused more on the cadence and how I can deliver it in a way where it's not like, I'm just trying to go da 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 like you know, mm-hmm. like what's that type of thing? But just you know, give it a, a flow where people could vibe to. It still sits in the Afro lane and it adds a little bit of like you know, of, like my influences, like a Jack U Diplo type of you know filter with the the voice edits and you know things like that. That just kind of make me feel like yes, I, I, I like this. It gives me butterflies in my stomach wants to carry it every single time. So yeah, that was my that was my vibe and my goal for sure. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Are you gonna do more uh, music? As far as your own stuff like that, or like you're gonna try to put together an EP or like an album, or
1: I have an album coming early 2024. Wow! It's a, yeah, it's a collective of songs and it's all lyrics. Um, you know, it's definitely another step of just you know creativeness that I've just to brought to the table. Um, in terms of like you know understanding, you know, the music and seeing how people react to music in the crowd. So I just kind of took that understanding and just brought it into words. I'm just trying to, you know, give people the energy, talk to their their inner, their inner self, their alter ego. You know, something that people don't want to, you know, say out their mouth. They may not feel like they want to say, I'm sexy, but hey, the song is telling you sexy girl, you know, do your thing, turn up, <laughs> you know I me. Mean? party a little bit, get a couple shots or whatever. And there's some songs that kind of give a little bit of a story, maybe if it's just like, you know, relatable, relationship stuff. Or just love. Like, I have another song called A where it's just like when the breakdown comes, you feel like, man, I feel love, you know what I'm saying? Like you're with your partner, you dancing, a little bit type of thing. So I always try to like give that feeling. Because I've seen the remixes at people's weddings, people's sweet 16s. So it's just like, you know what? I'm able to channel it in that way make it so original to me in that way. I know I can do it with the lyrics. So that's my project that's coming now. 2024, early 2024 album is dropping and it's going to be amazing. It's very special to me, for sure. My first album, so I'm definitely excited for that.
0: That is awesome. Well, uh, I love the first one that you've put out. So I'm I'm imagining the rest of the record is going to be amazing, too. Uh, and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, uh, Flex, I, for doing yeah, this.
1: I wish today. you could stay longer. I, I, I'm really, I like your, I like your energy. I, I respect it. Thank you so much for you know just allowing me to do this too. I, I appreciate
0: it. Oh no, this has been awesome. And I hope you have a fantastic holiday and and New Year. And I'm and stoked for your album. And I have one more question for you before I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice uh, for aspiring artists.
1: Okay, so advice, advice for aspiring artists. I would say. And don't get me wrong here. You know, what I mean, I definitely say follow what you feel. You know, what I mean, follow your gut, and also understand that you know, while you're going through this path, you know, you may see it as like, yo, I'm I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Allow yourself to to creatively and like just mentally roam the world and see it for what it is. You know, what I mean, don't get too trapped in your viral song or your ego or whatever. Just like kind of. Look at the world for what it is, pace yourself and always go with the times, but keep your original concept of who you are. Don't, you know, don't feel like because everybody else is doing this, and you have to go run into that. You know what I mean? Just definitely stick to your sound, believe in the sound. Somebody's gonna listen to you. you. got if you receive one play ever in your life, that one play is gonna be one billion plays one day if you just keep pushing and you know keep going. It's the truth. I've seen the feeling of having a hundred plays then I could could close my eyes and get a million please, thank God, you know what I mean, type of thing. It's just like, you know, just keep pushing for it, keep going, and just believe in yourself, you know. If, If no one believes in you, you believe in yourself type of thing. That's really it. That's my word. Bring it backwards.